Hello and welcome to Bill's Mafar podcast with me, Tim Rudge, and my co-host, Charlie. He's back. Hello. How you doing, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. Back. Good to be back. Um, it was kind of weird listening to you and Chris do the show uh, last week. I, I really enjoyed it, actually. It was nice to listen without um, without being a sort of participant. Uh, I thought Chris did a stand-up job. He's a great contributor and it was uh, really good for him to come on. So, uh, but yeah, no, always good to be back. And um, yeah, well, it's been a couple of games since uh, since we last spoke. Yeah, no, it has been. So, how was the trip and everything? We're gonna um, have a separate like podcast, like a special almost, to talk about you know Charlie's experience and how it all went in in Baltimore and the game and whatnot. So we will have a special uh, podcast just to talk about the experience of going to Baltimore and that. But just you know, high level thoughts. Like, how, how was the whole trip? Was it was it a good trip? Yeah, it's incredible, incredible. I mean, the, the thing that really makes it special is Bills Mafia. I mean, you arrive in Baltimore. Two out of every three people you see is a, is a Bills fan. Um, you get a gazillion Go Bills just walking around. Um, I was there with a good friend of mine and yours, Mikey. Um, we uh, met loads of great people, um, tailgated. Uh, you know, obviously the, the game was pretty astonishing in terms of the turnaround, uh, bringing 17 points down. So the ending of that was just the atmosphere was amazing, really. And uh, yeah, all, all in all, it's just a fantastic experience. Baltimore, I enjoyed as well. You know, it doesn't necessarily have the best reputation in the world, but the place, certainly the parts where we were in downtown area, the inner harbor was all pretty pleasant. And um, yeah, just all in all, a really good trip, well worth the trip. And I can't wait to get back to a Bills game. So um, yeah, fantastic stuff. Good. Two questions from me then. Again, I don't want to talk too much about the whole trip and everything, but two questions from me. Firstly, how was the Baltimore tailgating experience? Like, was it much different? Like, did you go actually in the Baltimore Ravens like tailgates or was this Buffalo Bills only places that were so, available? And then secondly, um, no, go on. Yeah, it it's a bit hard to describe. So basically there were tailgates everywhere around the stadium, just everywhere. And most of them, as far as I could tell, were mixed. There was a few that were sort of specifically, well, there was a Bills only one, which had like Thurman Thomas and Andre Reid there. Um, some people I know went to that one. It was pretty expensive. It was like $150 or something crazy. Um, but um, we were at a different one, which was like $50, kind of all you can eat, all you can drink, which was maybe 10 minutes from the stadium. And it was mixed. Um, fans on both sides, super friendly. Um, but it was... It was kind of insane. There was literally tailgates everywhere, as far as you could see, in every direction around the stadium. So, but yeah, so the atmosphere was really good. It was really friendly, and it seemed that most of the, the tailgates were mixed uh, between the fans. Oh, good stuff. And then in terms of the weather, like it looked bad, and it clearly <laughs> affected play. But how bad was it in the stands? The first half wasn't bad at all. Um, I mean, we went prepared. We had waterproof pants, thank goodness. But then the second half, it started coming in. <laughs> It was, I was just very happy that I had waterproof pants. So I had my jersey over top of my waterproof jacket, I had my hood up. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't insane. I mean, we were, we were in the one end, the sort of middle of the top tier. The view was pretty good, but the wind was blowing and the rain was coming in sideways. <laughs> there was a guy in front of us who was just wearing like a polo shirt and some shorts for a while and before he found a poncho eventually. Um, but yeah, it was only wet, but it wasn't insane. I've certainly seen a lot worse. It was you know, pretty much an average day in Manchester, to be honest, but um, not necessarily where you want to be watching football in. No, definitely not. Oh, great stuff. So, yeah, we're here. We're back. We will talk about the Steelers game and uh, talk about how we felt about that game and what our biggest takeaways were, our awards. And then we'll talk about the huge game against the Chiefs. So we'll start 
with the Steelers game. So just a quick review of the game. So the Bills won 38-3. It's 31-3 at halftime. It's pretty much finished at that time. Um, I'm not going to go into the stats of the game, because if you look at it, just the box score, the face of it, it doesn't paint the picture of the match like the rate the, the Steelers had possession for 13 more minutes. But you expect that because by half time we'd won it and there wasn't really much to play for. Keenan was in at quarterback. So you can't really look at the stats. One thing for me was uh, Josh was only in two drives in the second half. One of them was only two plays and the end of that was uh, James Cook's uh, rushing touchdown. So he's pretty much only in the game um, in the second half for one drive. So that's really good news and obviously kept him fresh and kept him away from getting you know hit and that kind of thing. So pretty crazy though, just to think that by half time he'd done his work pretty much and you know, <laughs> he was able just to uh, watch and spectate yeah. and uh, put his feet up. Yeah. So what was your initial reaction from the game? And has that changed at all since we uh, w- you watched it? Well, firstly, I enjoyed it a great deal. <laughs> I felt yeah. like we, we <laughs> owed the Steelers one. Um, I've got a couple of friends, really good friends who are Steelers fans. I mean, a lot of Steelers fans don't have good reputations, but a couple of my friends are you know, good good folk, um, both Americans and they're big Steelers fans. And they were just sort of took their head off to us. Um, so, yeah, I mean, beating the Steelers is always a lot of fun, um, but to have blow them out is uh, even better. I was also in the uh, Fitzrovia Bell where we had, you know, again, a fantastic turnout. I think almost like 50 people in there. So the atmosphere was incredible as we just kept scoring touchdown to touchdown and Josh kept pulling out these phenomenal plays. Um, I'd been actually been at the Giants-Packers game earlier that day, so I had to hot-foot it to the Bell. By the time I got there, which is only like five past the hour, we'd already scored a touchdown. Like, oh, wow, what happened? Um and uh, so, yeah, it was just a really, really fun experience to uh, to see the Bills pull up so many points, you know, in, in basically three quarters. I thought Josh Allen was fantastic. I thought, you know, although it, the stats sort of tell you one thing in terms of the yards and the completion attempts, but I just thought in terms of the plays that he was making, you know, he was just, you know, gunslinger mode. And when he's like that, then it's playing, playing out. It was just, just awesome to see. I thought I was really excited about, you know, we obviously we saw Stefan Diggs and Gabriel Davis back in form, which was fantastic. But we had three guys who really came to the party and Khalil Shakir, Isaiah Hodgins, and Quinton Morris, essentially filling the gaps for you know Dawson Knox and Isaiah McKenzie and, and Jameson Crowder. And to have that depth at wide receiver and tight end, I thought was really, really encouraging for the rest of the season. Obviously, the defense was superb. You know, only gave up three points, and that was in the first first quarter. I mean, that's just insane. It's insane. I know this was a rookie quarterback. Um, I, I didn't think I didn't think Pickens looked uh, Pickett looked bad. I thought him and Pickens actually looked pretty good at times. Um, but I just thought we we was that classic bend or don't break. We got them have a little bit of the ball, but they were never really finished up drives. So yeah, I thought it was a fantastic performance and exactly what we wanted to see coming into this uh, game with KC. Yeah. If you look at the score on the face of it, you see that the Bills won 38-3. You would have thought that Kenny Pickett, you know, would have shit the bed and bottled it, basically. But I thought that, you know, him as a rookie quarterback in his first start, I think he was arguably the only bright spark of that team, uh, along yeah, with their weapons. You know, kid's got like talent, that you for mentioned. sure. Yeah, you know, he's got talent. You know, he's got a, a bit of a limited arm, but I feel like he's got some, you know, he's... You know, he's a bit gutsy, isn't he? He hangs around in the pocket. He stood up for himself on Scrappy, that. Scrappy, isn't he? Hit from yeah. Lawson. And yeah, so, you know, it was, a, it was a team around him. You know, it was a defense. They didn't help him at all. I didn't keep 
the game close. You know, I think he kind of, considered it's his first game, he kind of done everything you'd expect from a rookie quarterback to do. You know, he got what, 300 plus yards in the end. So I thought he'd done pretty well. But my biggest takeaway really, just uh, my, my initial reaction is just, um, how integral Gabriel Davis is uh, to this offense. Just, you know, his vertical threat down the field. I feel like you can have that with Diggs. We know he's a good vertical threat himself, but when you've got him paired alongside Diggs and he's able to, you know, make those types of plays down the field with his strong hands and how he's able to track the ball, I think he just is that final like, piece to the puzzle when he is back. And he's over that ankle injury. He's fit. He showed that from that... Long 98-yard touchdown, um, you know, for, for, was it third and eight or something, or third and ten, actually, uh, in the first drive. Um, and again, who can stop our passing offence? You know, we didn't have our full complement of weapons, as you alluded to, you know. We're playing Shakir, we're playing Quinton Morris, we're playing all these guys, yet we still put 31 points on a respectable NFL defence in the first half. You know, it's pretty nuts. So... Do you have any other takeaways then? Like any, anything else, any other talking points uh, on this game? I thought the de- defensive line looked really good. Um, I thought that covered quite well for the injuries to Tremaine Edmonds. And, and um, I thought it was really nice to see Cook get a bit of run and actually look a bit more like the player we thought we'd signed. Um, nice to see him get that touchdown. Um, so I was really pleased about that. Um, but no, I think it's it's always hard to know like how good was the offense versus how versus how bad was the Steelers' defense. But this is not the Steelers yeah. of old, is it? I mean, it, it looked like there was holes everywhere. But you're right with regard to Gabriel Davis. When he's on the field, he opens up everything else, and we look a much more effective passing offense because suddenly we've got to deal with both him and Diggs, and um, the depth at uh, a corner clearly wasn't there. Uh, I mean. Well, we'll come on to the, the sort of touchdown where Gabriel Davis wrestled it away from Minkovich Patrick. But I mean, he's he's a he's a real competitor, Gabriel Davis, and it was fantastic to see him back and at his best. Yeah, and it wasn't just those two guys. My first other takeaway was Khalil Shakir. You know, three catches for seventy-five yards and a touchdown from five targets. I he thought great, that his catches, fifth round pick, what his, a bargain. <laughs> I know. And you look at the guy, he's not got the longest arms, but like, I thought the catches that he made were just as difficult as Gable Davis. You know, the, the one, his first catch, I think, which he had two uh, defenders like, screaming down on him. They both had their backs turned, so he was able to make the play, but there were three defenders pretty much tackling him at one at one time, and he was able to make that play. His touchdown, I thought, should really strong hands and body control. Uh, yeah, I thought he was really impressive. I want to see more of him. Please. And the funny, th- funny thing is, Shakir, he dropped the easiest one, which was that kind of he was free. He was on yeah. like a, a outside um, route. And, you know, he's going to have his ups and downs as rookies and he's going to drop those occasional passes. But, you know, he could have been even more just involve him more. I want to see him more. Uh, even if Crowder and McKenzie come back in, um, I'm not saying like we don't want to see those guys, you know, and it's all Shakir, but, you know, we haven't seen much from Shakir other than this game, so I want to see more of him. Just a, maybe a point on the defence. This is still a really beat-up defence. <laughs> People forget, you know, secondary. But we had Terrell Dodson step in. We had Jaquan Johnson step in. Um, we had Terrell Bernard play a good amount of snaps. Uh, Bailey Spector played a good amount of snaps. Saran Neal played on this. You know, these are not not starting players for the Bills. And they contributed, I thought, really, really well. And it just makes me feel like the depth is insane on both sides of the ball. We're managing to survive... You know this, this, these issues we had in the, on the defensive line. Now we've managed to survive the defense, the issues on the, on the in the secondary. Um, we've managed to su- uh, survive the issues we had a wide receiver. The depth is insane, and we haven't yet seen the full strength Bills team. 
Um, and it kind of blows my mind what they might be able to do when everybody's fit. Yeah, we talked about it in the off-season when we looked at kind of our priorities in terms of players being re-signed. I said that at the time, Jordan Poyer, you know, just because of his age and everything, uh, he's probably someone that was at the bottom of my list. And one of the reasons for that was just the play that we saw from the backup safeties uh, in pre-season and what we are now seeing in the regular season's game, especially DeMar Hamlin. Uh, he's proving that he's not a liability and he's emerging as a solid starting safety in Mike Hyde's absence. You know, he's not going to be Mike Hyde. We know that, but he's making plays. He's, you know, a good run defender, that tackle for loss on third down. That was one of my favourite defensive plays of the game. You know, it just shows that, you know, they're so good at, you know, coaching up these you know, backup secondary players. And Demar Hamlin, uh, I think he's in his third year now. And, you know, he's proving that, you know, he could stick around and play. And, you know, moving forward, you look at next year, if we weren't to re-sign Poya, be pretty comfortable having him uh, alongside Micah Hyde there. So uh, that was one of mine. Just he, he's making plays and uh, he's, he's playing really well in my mind. He's doing an admirable job filling in for Micah Hyde. Um, do you have any other like, takeaways you want to talk about? No, I think I'm, I'm good. It was a really, really good fun game. Yeah, good stuff. So uh, if we go to then Rookie Watch, shall we talk about rookies? Because it feels like they all kind of done something. We've talked about Khalil Shakir. We kind of talked about James Cook. Um, they started to try and get him going. He obviously had that fairly decent uh, rushing touchdown. I think it was, what, 20-plus yards, it felt like. Um, so it's good to get him involved. Kair Elam, he struggled a little bit against Pickens. You know, he, he didn't um, bat down many balls, uh, but he did have his interception, his first interception. I feel like even though he struggled against George Pickens, I think he's got that character, that makeup about him to bounce back. And I think he will come back stronger. You know, not all rookies are going to be, you know, top level straight away. They're going to have their ups and downs, as we talked about with Shakir. So I thought he played pretty well. Um, any comments about those rookies or shall we yeah, just go straight to the awards? Just, just a quick one on, on Khalil Shakir, I'm uh, oh, sorry, Kair Elam. I was pleased he got his, his inception. I think that'll do wonders for his confidence. But I know that he got picked on a little bit, but I didn't see him playing badly. It didn't feel like he was giving up a lot. You know, sometimes in a, I can't remember who it was mentioned, it. I think it might have been on the Cover One podcast, but not all, um, not all receptions given up in coverage are bad. You know, this is a bend, but don't break defense yeah. it is designed to give up small uh plays um uh, small get yardage gains from time to time but i think if you go back i didn't think elam looked bad i didn't i mean i know he got picked on a little bit but but pickens is a, is a really good he's a really good wide receiver um yeah. elam's not not played that much either these are these are two rookies going against each other but i, I don't i didn't walk away thinking oh what a disaster Kyrie elam no. had um i think yes if you look at the sort of the, just the pre-or box score he had a lot of receptions up against his coverage but i um i think some of those were not they were either really really good catches by by pickens or they were uh, places where we designed to give up a little bit um but not a lot yeah, no, I totally agree with that. So we'll go to the awards then. So Charlie, who have you picked for game MVP? Well, I think yeah, I think it has to be Josh Allen, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, so it's just have four hundred and twenty-four yards in the three quarters of the game. I mean, it's just incredible. Um, and those two really long. Do you remember when Josh Allen couldn't throw deep? Do you remember when he when he couldn't yes. couldn't get over three hundred yards? I was just laughing in the pub. Like, do you remember when? And um, yeah, what a mockery. All the narratives. Yeah, yeah, all the mockery of that. Now, I thought he he ran smartly. I didn't see him taking any unnecessary 
uh, hits really, slid well. Um, I just thought he he was one of those games where he was just you know on fire really. I think his quarterback rating was one three four point one. I mean, it's just just incredible. So um, yeah, yeah, I thought he was uh, he was really good, and I, I don't think you can choose anybody else, honestly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Same for As, you. <laughs> uh, not surprising. I've gone for the same. Yeah, I think you can't. You know, not only based on the numbers, but just how he, you know. Obviously, the, the start of a game, it wasn't a good. Um, you know, we're backed up onto our two-yard line and Josh just finds time to throw that dart to Gable Davis and get that big completion, you know. In the first half alone, he threw 348 yards and four touchdowns. And that performance ranks as the second most passing yards in the first half since 1991. Uh, so insane. when tracking those stats, it, it's absolutely nuts. Yeah. Uh, he had his career uh, high in um, yards, uh, four touchdowns, one completion. You can't argue that. Uh, one interception, so you can't argue with that. And again, he was only in for two drives in the second half, so... You know, if it was a close game, bloody hell, what would have what would have the stats looked like in the end? It's just it's just absolutely crazy. He could have thrown for six hundred yards, seven hundred yards. And, could have done. You know, yeah. if he if he kept him on the field, it wouldn't have been a problem. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's crazy, absolutely crazy. What about offensive and defensive plays of a game? If we start um, with offensive, yeah. So I think the offensive play of the game. I think I'm going to go. I mean, there's obviously two very very long. Uh, touchdown passes. I'm going to go for the one where uh, Gabriel Davis had to wrestle it off Minka Fitzpatrick's. I genuinely didn't think he was going to be able to do that. Firstly, he catches it with one hand over his shoulder, which was insane. That's before we even get to the throw. And then for him to wrestle it off, you know, one of the best safeties in the in the in the league. I I, I honestly thought he's giving it up. You know, this this he's, he's not. I mean, to catch it with one hand, it's not easy then to get his hand around and for him to wrestle that off and to come away with a touchdown. I kept expecting him to kind of you know say no, no 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 touchdown it was it was wrestled off him but um no i thought that was phenomenal not from josh josh just from josh but also from gabriel davis yeah that's what i've gone for as well the, the other camera angle that they showed where you saw like the the arm tussle and you know them fighting for the ball he actually minka fitzpatrick did actually have both hands on that he had ball it right yeah he point. had it yeah he yeah. had it yeah, he was still able to wrestle it back. It was pretty unbelievable. And, you know, as you alluded to, one-handed catch in the first place, you know. So it's all that combination of over his shoulder, one-hand catch, wrestling it off him. You know, it's just unbelievable. I, I feel bad because I could have easily gone for the Shakir touchdown. I thought that was a great play. Mm. Um, as I said, Shakir's first catch, I've, I, you know, really got me hyped watching that. So there were some amazing offensive plays and Shakir's unlucky not to win it this year, but uh, this this week. But I had to go that game with Davies' second touchdown. It's just bonkers. Just more so him. Like the throw was good from Josh, but it was all kind of Gabriel Davis. If Gabriel Davis didn't make that play, then yeah, it could have easily been intercepted. So I thought it was all Gabriel Davis for that one. So on that defensive play, this is a bit trickier for me. I'm going to go what with a carry limb interception just because yeah. you know, it's his first pick. I think he's going to do a lot for his, uh, for his uh, confidence. There were some really nice uh, sacks on the game, but um, I mean, that, that Pittsburgh offensive line is not up to much, is it? So, um, yeah, I think uh, that's, that's the the one that I sort of look at most fondly. I mean, obviously, Von Miller got a sack. AJ Epinesa got a sack. Terrell Dodson got a sack, which was great to see as well. Um, but I'm going to go with Carrie Lim's pick. Yeah, that's fair enough. Gone for a bit of an odd one. So, well, not necessarily. It's not odd. But I don't think many people remember the 
the play, but it was Tyron Johnson. It was fourth and six. So this was when the Bills were fairly one free up just after uh, the first half into the second half. Um, just for pass breakup on Deontay Johnson, he pretty much had it, but Tyron Johnson was able to break it up last second to avoid the fourth down completion. Obviously, it's 31-3, so realistically, were the Steelers going to get back into it? No, they weren't, but I just thought game situation. Uh, Tyron Johnson, he doesn't get enough love, so I wanted to kind of award him that at least. So, yeah, Tyron Johnson's pass breakup on fourth and six. Surprise of the game? What have you gone with there? So, I thought we needed backup on the offensive side of the ball, given the amount of injuries we had. And for us to see Shakir, Hodgins, Quinton Morris and James Cook all stand up and perform at a good level, I thought was incredibly surprising. I mean, we've seen that Cook hasn't been able to settle. Shakir is a fifth round rookie, although I, I genuinely believe he, he was always at least a third round talent. Um, Morris was obviously a, for some people, a surprise pick at tight end when we, when we, um, we finalized the oh, roster. Howard. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, but I liked what I've seen. I mean, that, that catch that uh, Quentin Morris made, you know, he was stretching out, was phenomenal. Uh, I'm not sure I've seen Dawson Knox yeah. make that kind of catch either. Um, I, I thought, you know, only three receptions off five targets, but I thought he was he was really effective. Um, and obviously, so, um, you know, yeah. one of my favorite players is Isaiah Hodgins, who, you know, has been injured and on the practice squad for a couple of the seasons. Um, I've always liked him because I felt like he had great hands and, Obviously, the better the Josh has got, the less important that is. But for him to come in and make that contribution, you know, four receptions, um, uh, 41 yards, I thought it was really, really nice to see. And so for all four of them to contribute at an effective level, to compensate for all of that talent that we're missing, I just I just didn't expect it. I thought maybe one of the two of them will stand up. For all four of them to contribute that well, I thought was just, just fantastic to see. That was my surprise. Yes, yeah, so and my surprise of the game. So I talked about it with Chris last week. I expected this kind of game script where we got quite a big lead, you know, at the start of the game. And I thought because of that, we might see us try and run the ball a little bit more. Now, I know that, you know, with the Steelers secondary, especially the perimeter corners, they did a terrible job, you know, keeping up with our wide receivers, Diggs and Davis on the outside. But I still expected us to try and run the ball a little bit more. There was only 11 true rushes in this game. When you take out Josh Allen's uh, five rushes and uh, Keenum's two kneel downs, 11 true rushes. I was expecting more. I was expecting 20, 20 plus, but 11 true rushes. Um, I was just a bit surprised like that. Like, as I said, with the game script, with how poorly the Steelers secondary were playing, I can understand why they threw the ball. But before the game, I expected them to run it and try and run it and get that you know, side of the ball, um, side of the game going a bit better. So I was a little bit surprised about that. So, yeah, that's what I've gone for. Um, what about the Rex for you? Now, this is a difficult one. Uh, I found it difficult to pick anyway. Yeah, I'm going to go for the Steelers' defence. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. They were just non-existent, really, were they? Um, you know, definitely ineffective to incompetence. So, yeah, I, just, uh, I couldn't think of anything else too obvious. So, uh, yeah, Rex, Steelers' defence for me. Yeah. Now I know he was a third like string kick returner because we had McKenzie and Crowder both out, but just for Tywin Jones, just to stop the game, I, you know, I said to Chris, you know, as long as we don't make any mistakes and we keep on track and on schedule and we keep, you know, we make smart special teams plays then we'll be fine this game and then when first kick off and he just messes around it I know he's not a full-time kick returner so you know I can't be too harsh on Taiwan Jones he's a great gunner 
I really like him. But just that cock up on that first play of the game, I just thought, oh, fuck, here we go. You know, he thought of the Steelers game last season and special teams plays that were made by them and how that get the game close. I was like thinking, oh, this is good. This might make us pay. But clearly, Josh Hallen had different ideas. So, uh, yeah, that was my Rex. But uh, I had to go somewhere. And I just thought, I'd go there. <laughs> <laughs> what about betting for you how did you get on very well yeah my best most successful week so far in terms of the betting so um i actually won i only made three bets um but i won all of them uh which was cool um so just to go through them again i had josh allen to have more than 250 passing yards and two passing touchdowns that felt like free money to me um especially against that that's still secondary i had another separate bet for josh allen to go over 271 and a half yards obviously <laughs> i think he did that in about halfway through the second quarter and then i also had um stefan diggs to go over six and a half receptions which again felt like free money because i mean i knew that this um you know, that matchup for Diggs, there's just not a lot of uh, talent in that Steelers secondary anymore. Um, and uh, yeah, what did he get in the end? He got uh, eight receptions. So that was, they, they all came in. So yeah, nice, nice profit for me. How about you? Great stuff. Yeah, so I had some wins and losses, but ultimately I did make a slight profit, which is great. Um, I put all my chips and all my money mainly on Josh Allen, which is a good recipe, uh, especially in this game. But it was this one that I'm going to talk through now. I was very close to winning and it was a good odds, 22 to 1. But Josh Allen, 300 plus passing yards, 3 plus passing touchdowns, 50 plus rushing yards and plus uh, 1 plus rushing touchdowns. So I thought, you know, this was a game that he could do everything in. Uh, he was really close actually to winning that. So it was a 22 to 1. So it's a pretty long shot. But he only rushed for 43. Only, I say. He was our leading rusher. But 43 yards. So it was 7 yards off that and then he didn't get his rushing touch down so really close but I thought you know good value there I'll put a bit of money on that um, but I made up for that with the other bets so the first one I did lose that on was defense special teams anytime touchdown at 13 to 2 that didn't come in I did think that might obviously be um Steelers first punt return uh, he muffed it didn't he and we we came up with it I thought maybe it might bounce up I was really mm. you know getting excited about that but I didn't quite bounce up and we didn't quite return it so that was a shame um, the biggest winner for me was Josh Allen and Kenny Pickett 275 plus yards um, just because I thought watching you know Kenny Pickett scouting him uh, you know he's a pretty smart quarterback you know he doesn't make any uh, loose you know throws or you know dodgy decisions really he's pretty uh, good and you know, uh, keep the ball moving. And with their weapons, I thought they might, you know, be able to have some success. So that obviously came in. That was a seven to one. And then my, it feels like it's my weekly bet, but Josh Allen, two plus uh, passing touchdowns and the Buffalo Bills to win, that obviously came in. So I feel like I do that every week. But uh, it's like my digs, you know, when he first joined uh, back in uh, 2020, it would have been, wouldn't it? Um the receptions that was always the line to go it feels like this yeah. year it's Josh Allen plus two passing touchdowns and the Bills to win very good shall we uh, move on to this uh, big upcoming game then on Sunday against the Chiefs yeah so obviously huge match um, how do you feel going into this game obviously based on where both teams are they're both what, five and one uh, that's right, isn't it? Five four and one. one. Four and one. Four and one. You're, wishing, you're wishing your life away. You, you, you're imagining. I don't. <laughs> you're forward, forward projecting to Sunday night. Um, I, I feel actually pretty good about it um, on the basis that these are two explosive offenses and the Bills will get you know one or two of those injured players back. And I just think the Bills' defense is so much better than the than the um, the Chiefs' defense. So, so I think if it's if you look at it, the two teams playing to their potential at the moment, I think the Bills 
Um, I think they're what two and a half point favorites, something like that. I would take. I have yeah. taken that bet already. Um, Bloody hell. Yeah, I feel I feel pretty good. Remember, we're going into KC, so normally the home team gets three points. So you know the market thinks that the Bills are a better team. I think the Bills are a better team. That said, any team with um, with Patrick Mahomes can destroy you in the blink of an eye. Uh, we saw what uh, they did against the Raiders. We saw, you know, Travis Kelsey <laughs> tearing it up. Um, and he's he's a problem. And we struggled against him traditionally, you know, even with our sort of you know, first choice linebackers. I think he sometimes had his way against us. We need a better plan against Travis Kelsey. Um, but if we can at least soften the impact that he has, there's not an awful lot else in that 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 team. I mean, there's Marcus Valdez Scantling, there's Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't either of them really caught on fire so far. Michael Harmon's done very little. Um, you know, they, they obviously have some, some talented players on the defensive side, people like Chris Jones, everybody knows about, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not super worried. I, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout, but I, I suspect the Bills are going to come out on, on top. There's one other thing that's not really being talked about, but Harrison Butker's carrying some kind of injury you know and uh in a yeah. tight game you miss the odd extra point a field goal here and there that, that could be the difference um but yeah it's I, I actually feel pretty good about it i feel better than i have going into a game against kc we know that, that obviously the end of season game that in the playoffs it was very tight the bills probably should have won it if they made better better coaching decisions um I think the Bills are a better team that doesn't mean that they can't lose to kc i think they can but on on paper I feel good about it. And I think the Bills are going to want to prove that they are the better team after the way that they lost in the 13 seconds that well, I, I can't believe how many times I've heard about already this week. Yeah. I was going to say, this is no other game. We talk about, you know, 13 seconds again, you know, the Bills seeking revenge. They, they, they were aware of this game. I know Josh said last week, you know, they were focused on the Steelers. They didn't even realise the Chiefs were coming up after that game they would have known in the back of their mind and they'll definitely be seeking revenge and obviously not only the revenge factor but this could be critical to get a player seeding advantage you know if mm-hmm. we beat the Chiefs then if we have the matching records and we'll be above them in the standings um, clearly want to get that number one seed for the bye because we've got an early bye week um, but it is a Kansas City Chiefs and I always dread facing the Chiefs I feel like the games uh, in recent years have not usually gone in the Bills favour obviously got the one game from I think it was week six last year that we won and won pretty convincingly but it's the Chiefs it's you know Patrick Mahomes who said he's magic Andy Reid you know he always optimizes that offense and you know always finds easy ways to get completions for Mahomes and he's he he, can just do you know kind of you know, if their backs are up against the wall, he always finds a way to make a play. So it's difficult. Um, I was just going to say, obviously, uh, with this game, it's at 9.25 UK time. But the Fitzrovia Bell is going to be open. So you're actually going to that, aren't you? So, I am. Yeah. Um, Fan- thanks to the Fitzrovia Bell for making a special effort to open up late. Normally, they'd close at sort of 11-ish on a Sunday. But, um, you know, this game could easily finish at 1.00. Uh, let's hope it doesn't go into overtime for the sake of the bar staff, but they're, they're going to stay open. Yeah. So if you're um, you're in the London area, appreciate it. it's not always easy to get trains back. Um, uh, then I would uh, highly recommend getting down there. We've had a fantastic turnout over the last few weeks ever since the season started. I mean, last year we would sometimes have you know 12 to 20 people. Now we're regularly getting 50 or so. Not sure it'll be that many this week given, given the, the time of the game, but um, it's a great atmosphere. It's a great group of people and um, I, I can't wait to get there. 
No, it's going to be great. So if you're around London, then um, yeah, get down there. I'm not too sure what the status would be of the Manchester venue. Um, I don't know if you've heard, Charlie. It is, so we'll yeah. To... So they're, they're is actually, it as well? Okay. Yeah, they're also open. They're going to be doing Bunny Jackson's this time, I believe. We'll put it out on the socials just to confirm. But latest I saw from Dalton is that there is going to be a Manchester showing. Um, and I think it's going to be Bunny Jackson's rather than Junior Jackson's. So I'll just quickly look at the injury news and weather conditions. So from a Bills perspective, we're looking in pretty good shape. I think in the Wednesday injury report, correct me if I'm wrong, wrong Charlie, just because I don't have, but I think it was Jake Coomer and Taiwan Jones. Was that right? I think they're the only ones that yeah. were in uh, do not practice. Mm-hmm. So everyone else was at least in an uh, limited capacity, which is good. And um, compared to recent weeks, that's really positive. Hopefully, we see some players uh, coming back, especially on defense. So, that's all positive. If you look at KC, they're pretty injury free in terms of their offense. But on defense, they've got quite a few injury concerns. So, you've got a few guys like uh, Brian Cook, Rashad Fenton, Frank Clark. Um, they're all guys that are, I don't think are practicing at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Willie Gay suspended for this game, and he's more of their like coverage linebacker. Uh, Trent McDuffie might be back for this game. He has been on IR. They've designated him to return, and he's practiced yesterday, so he could be back. But they're all pretty banged up. But as you said, uh, quite rightfully about Harrison Butker, um, he's not played the last couple of weeks. He's still questionable, at least for this game. Uh, if you look at the weather, it's perfect playing conditions. I know you'll remember, Charlie, a couple of years ago, um, there was some bad weather, I think, wasn't there? There was a stoppage of some sort, I felt like. We had like. a stoppage because um, I, I, I fell asleep in during the stoppage. <laughs> I remember waking up at like... Uh, that was quarter, it. Yeah. Quarter to five in the morning or something to watch the last uh, half or last quarter or something. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. not fun. <laughs> So we've not got that this week. Uh, we, we definitely don't have that. So it's perfect playing conditions. So 18 degrees Celsius, which is 64 Fahrenheit. And full sunshine. There's a games at four o'clock in Kansas City. So we'll have sunshine for a good amount of a game. And moderate breeze. So this is perfect conditions. You know, there's no excuses for not being able to pass the ball well. Um, it's perfect conditions. So everything's set up pretty great. So we talked about some of the strengths of the opposition. Um, do you have anything more to add on to that? Or uh, I've got a few stats here. Uh, in my back pocket that I can give out. So yeah, I mean, I think just... that in terms of the offense um, of KC, the, the strength is definitely the center of that offensive line. But I think you can get at them, you know, the tackle yeah. positions. I think this is a, a really good game for Von Miller and Greg Rousseau to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. We saw, um, you know, I think that. You know, KC are rightly being talked about as one of the best teams in the league, but you know, they very dearly lost the Raiders, who are not good, not not that great. I mean, they let, what, 29 points go on the Raiders. Um, they let 31 yeah. points at Tampa Bay. They lost the Colts. This is not, you know, the all-singing, all-dancing KC that we've seen. And and Mahomes can compensate for that, but this this defense is, is not good, and they're going to have to. This is going to be a... Um, this is going to be a you know a, a, a real sort of passing competition, I think, and neither team can can run very well. The offensive line of KC is not fantastic when it comes to run blocking either. They've got very little going on the, in the run game, so mm-hmm. I don't. Know, I, I think that this is this is a this is a team you can get at. Um, I think we've improved our defensive line dramatically. I think it should be our starting front four. Um, which will be fascinating because when they those four have played against played uh, this uh, this year, we've had we've had our way often with the um, the opposition offense. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to see what they can do. I, I mean, we they will have their 
their their fill. You know, there will be times when there are completions where they march down the field, they will score touchdowns on the Bills. There's no two ways about yeah. that. But I think this is a shootout, and I, and I fancy the Bills to have the edge on it just simply because of the the relative strengths of the defenses. Yeah, so we talked about the offence and they have a number one scoring offence in the league despite only being sixth in yards, 300 less actually than the Bills. Um, Mahomes and Kelsey, though, we talked about them already and just, you know, how special they are, how special that connection is. Offensive play calling, like how they use motion, they use motion on pretty much all of their offensive snaps. Um, They just make things look very easy um, in that system. Um, And... A crazy stat is when they're backed up third and seven plus uh, yards to complete, they've got a conversion of 52%, which is the highest in the league. The Bills at 48% in the, you know, that that in itself is, you know, fantastic. But the Chiefs are converting more than half of their third and long plays, which is pretty crazy. So even if we were to get pressure um, on the Chiefs, just because it's third and long, you know, doesn't mean that, you know, we, we might not actually, you know, get them off the field. You know, that's going to be the hope. You know, you've got Von Miller, you, you've invested that money in him uh, to close out games and to execute and, you know, get sacks. We weren't able to do that against the Chiefs in the playoffs last year. That's why you pay all that money. Um, and especially, you, you fancy a matchup against Orlando Brown. Uh, he's a really, like, unflattering offensive tackle you know he doesn't do well against speed well hello Von Miller is the arguably one of the most athletic edge players in the league so that's a nice matchup I think he's going to have his way against Orlando Brown so there should be some success there um, they're a disciplined team though they've got that they're the fifth, fifth least penalized team of only 24 penalties good run defense um, San Francisco and the Bills are first and second they have a third best in terms of yards uh, per carry on their defense so they're actually a pretty good run defense they've got a decent sack and pressure rate um, but they blitz 29.1% of dropbacks which is 10th highest in the league so they're having to blitz to get pressure on a quarterback I think this offensive line, especially in pass pro, you know, they've proven that they're good enough and Josh Allen can escape that as well. So there is some potential there for some big plays down the field. Um, If you look then at weaknesses, I've got a whole bunch of stats as well for that. But when you look at this defense uh, weaknesses, I think you've alluded to about the the defense. Um, Would you want to expand on any of that or... Yeah, I just think that their secondary is not not amazing. I think you can get at them. I think um, this defensive line, you know, with George Carlftis and Chris Jones, we know we know about Frank Clark, who's possibly not playing. Um, you know, that there's some yeah. real talent there. Um, but if we look at the last couple of games that we played against this um, this Chiefs defensive line. Josh Allen has been able to handle them pretty well. I mean, he's managed to escape the pocket um, and, and make big plays down the field. We, we will remember that playoff game with Gabriel Davis scoring those four touchdowns. And um, although there is some real talent, I, I think you know, Josh is in such great form. Um, he looks he looks so, so good. I think that they can uh, be got at. I also think this is a, a defense that you can run on. Now, obviously, the Bills don't have much of a run game, but this is, as you mentioned earlier, a really key game for potentially playoff implications. Um, we could well be up against the KC in the playoffs and we want the home advantage. So this is one of those games where anything goes, anything goes and it's necessary to win the game. And so I, I ex- absolutely expect Josh Allen to be using his legs, you know, hopefully smartly making good decisions, but there's no way that we won't see Josh using his legs. Um, if the play is breaking down, if he sees the opportunity to run, he will do, um, and you can definitely get at this uh, this this defense. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what what happens. But uh, this is not 
the KC that perhaps we've seen in the past. And I think that if the bill, the bills actually could, could really put some points up against them and um, yeah, can't wait. <laughs> can't wait to see it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, as you said, defense, you look at the defense, I'll just rattle off a few stats here. So they struggle to get the opposition offense off the field. So they've had 125 offensive plays run on them. That is the um, one of the most in the league, 25, uh, the 23rd in the league in terms of that. The Chargers are the 30th poorest in the league and they've had 136. So there's only 11 plays difference there. So they are one of the worst teams in terms of allowing the uh, offense to make plays on them. Uh, and they've allowed teams to score on 41.1% of drives, which is 26th in the league, which in comparison to the Bills is 22%. So 20% more on drives they're given up um of position points, basically. Um, the joint with the Titans right at the top, the most passing touchdowns given up at 12. Uh, they're 29th in the league in terms of missed tackles, so 34. So they are missing a lot of tackles. Bills are actually fourth with 16. So we, we have noticed a difference. I feel like we have mentioned it um, in the reviews that we've done. But yeah, it's pretty surprising. The Bills have had fourth best yeah. uh, missed tackle rate in the much league. Better. So much, the much Chiefs better. aren't tackling very well at all. So in all facets, they're, they're, they're playing pretty poor. And they're not best in terms of their punt and kick return teams like... Um, um, Sky Moore, who we both quite liked in the draft. He hasn't had any punt return experience yet. They've been using him as a punt returner. And I know he's muffed a few punts this year. And as you talked about, they're an average rushing team. So they're 14th in the league in terms of yards per rush and 15th in terms of rushing touchdowns. So, you know, they're not getting a load done on the ground. So it will be passing versus passing. I think it is going to be Mahomes versus Josh Allen, uh, as we expect. So when you look at this game then, like which players, Bills or opposition, do you expect to big games and have a big say in this? I think, you know, Mahomes and uh, Josh Allen, that, that's obvious, uh, but is there anyone else that you want to highlight? I think it's a big game for the Bills linebackers um, to try and control yeah. Kelsey. Um, I'm expecting Matt Milano to, I mean, Matt Milano has been fantastic so far this season. He really has been excellent. Um, I'm expecting him to be under some significant pressure. Um, and I think it's a big game for the, because that, that's the primary weapon there um, for the Chiefs. So I think that's a that's, a, that's an interesting uh, interesting matchup. I'm not especially worried about the rest of the of the offensive weapons from uh, from KC. I mean, I, I think they'll they'll have their way. I think MVS, Marcus rather Scantling, or you know, he's he's a decent and solid player. But I'm not really worried about Juju up against um, Taron Johnson. Um, so this will be about the plays that Mahomes can make, um, which will be heavily dependent on how how effective our defensive line can be. I'm not worried about them getting run on at all. I think the key is going to be Rousseau and Epinesa and and Von Miller attacking the edges. Um, I think getting pressure, um, compressing that that pocket as best they can and, uh, and forcing him into making some, some slightly quicker than he would otherwise do throws. So I think on the defensive side, I think those are the, the key players, really the edge rushers and the, and the linebackers yeah. on the offensive side of the ball. I think the bills, if they play their game can do pretty much what they want. Um, we've exploited the depth of the secondary before the bills wide receiver depth is, is incredible. Um, so, you know, if they, if they decide to bracket digs, then Davis is going to have his way. We've seen, a very, very mature performance from Khalil Shakir. I hope he, he continues to get, get plenty of run. Um, sounds like Isaiah McKenzie is going to be back um, in some kind yeah, of capacity. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I think this, this is really, if Josh plays as he, as he can, 
we've got the depth at wide receiver to really cause them damage. So those are the sort of standout players. It'd be interesting to see what we do at the tight end and whether Dawson Knox plays again. But again, we haven't really needed a lot of, out of our, uh, our tight end so far this season with uh, Josh's form and the, the form of this uh, very, very deep wide receiver core. Yeah. I think you look at the Chiefs defense and I demonstrated there just rattling off those stats uh, in kind of all you know position groups. They're kind of struggling as a, as a unit. But I do like uh, some of these players. We talked about Chris Jones, um, Nick Bolton. I really like a linebacker who mm. they've got, but he's not the same player without Willie Gay. He's like the sideline sideline. Nick Bolton's kind of an impact. You know, he's a better run defender, more physical Um so I really like him. So he, he played really well against us in the playoffs. So I remember him well. Carlos Dunlap, he always played pretty well against the Bills. He's one of those frustrating like, edge players that's pretty balanced. He's good against run. He's able to get up to a quarterback. And Justin Reed, I always liked him at the Texans. Um, I think he's a really instinctive safety. Um, I think he's made a, a couple of plays. I think he's had a couple of interceptions already this year. But, um, you know, you look at still, you know, the defense's unit and how I rattled off those stats. They're not playing well. They're struggling. They've got a, new, a lot of new pieces. Like not only have they drafted a lot of new defensive players who they've got starting for them, but they've you know acquired you know players in free agency. Justin Reed, as I alluded to, there, Carlos Dunlap. You know these guys. So they're not quite a settled unit yet. So you know we'll see how it goes. Um, what's the key to winning this game for the Bills? I think it's just getting one more stop bad defense on them. I think if we can just get at that, that, that handful of stops, I, I don't think this Chiefs defense can stop Josh Allen and this wide receiver core. Um, so it's all on the defense. If they perform as they have done so far this season, I think the Bills win this game and win it relatively comfortably. Not a lot of people saying that, but I, I do believe it. If this defense can play to its comp, to its capabilities, um, the Bills are going to smash that two, two and a half point spread. Yeah. That's the key for me. We, we've got to deliver on defense. I'm not worried about the offense. I've got three key ones for me. So the first one is keeping the home fans quiet. They really make an impact at our head. We know that, you know, they are one of the louder uh, stadiums in the NFL. Their fans do really get up for it and it's a huge game. So I fully expect um, them to be making it hard for the for Bills um, to be able to, you know, make the, uh, you know, changes at the line, that kind of thing. Uh, so it's keeping the home fans quiet for me. If we can get a lead to start with and quiet them down, get a few stops as well. Uh, that'd be great. Make Mahomes human, get pressure on him and, you know, create some sacks. He's vulnerable to hero ball. We've seen that when, when he is pressured, he sometimes makes, you know, he's trying to make a play, which all quarterbacks want to do. We know Josh tries to do that as well, but he does have a tendency to throw it up in the air when he shouldn't. Sometimes he's done it in double coverage. You know, I watched a few games of him this season. You know, Mahomes, if you put pressure on him, he still, um, you know, still has that in his game. Uh, I watched the Chargers uh, game live. I was weirdly up at two o'clock in the morning watching that one. And he could have been picked off three, three or four games. I know a couple of interceptions were turned back um, over for penalties. But, you know, I think that he's got that element to him. So there is a potential that, you know, we can pick him off. And then just be patient. So, you know, pick your moments on offense. You know, don't just try and go on a deep ball. Don't try and, you know, look for that deep ball. Um it's going to have opportunities there. We are going to, you know, throw some deep shots, but just pick your moments, you know, don't force it. Um, if we are behind, don't force it. There's going to be space, you know, on the field. Um, just be patient and just don't you know, yeah. try and force it. So, yeah, they're, they're my three main ones. 
What about your score prediction then? So I think how you've been talking, I I know which way you're going to go, but in terms of uh, the actual score, I'm quite interested. Yeah, I I really struggle with this because I'm just, I I feel like the Bills are going to score a a heap, but I'm just not sure about KC. Um, They've they've given up a lot to teams not as as good as the Bills. If we look at the total points, it's 53 and a half. Feels kind of low to me. I don't know about you, but I feel like this team is both. Both these teams have got thirty points in them. Um, I'm kind of. Uh, what, what have you gone for? I, I really <laughs> struggle with this. So, I can't remember where we left it in terms of our actual predictions for the season. I feel like I actually went for us to win the game, and that's where I'm going in the, uh, as well for this. So, I'm expecting the Bills win. Expecting that might be a bit strong um, because I did say like I dread. Dread facing the Chiefs, but I think we will win. I've gone for thirty-five twenty-seven. So Ooh, okay, so that's pretty close. spread by a good amount. Yeah, but... I, I went thirty-five twenty twenty-five. So Ooh. yeah, yeah. So Ooh, okay, interesting. Pretty similar. So we've gone for similar. very similar scores. Yeah, very, so we've got the Bills having the same score, and then uh, only two points between uh, us on the Chiefs and what we expect them to score. So interesting. Um, yeah, that's great. Is, is there anything else uh, that you want to bring up today? Or? No, I'm going to be, in terms of bets, we'll, we'll put our bets out on yeah. um, socials. Um, I think that I'm going to be looking at what that Josh Allen rushing yep. yards is as, as an interesting one. Um, I'm, I'm I... putting all my chips on Josh Allen. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I don't think I'll be going elsewhere, really. I think it will be mainly Josh Allen like, it, overs. Yeah, I think... I all think my I'll... chips on him. You know, yeah. he, 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 he finds a way of making it work. You know, he, he's... And he's going to want this. He's going to want this. He's going to want to prove to everybody exactly. that the, the Bills should not have lost that, that playoff game. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put that out there. But, um, no, I think, I think we're all good and uh, can't wait to, to watch it. Hopefully, you can stay awake. <laughs> it's going to be a late <laughs> one again. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, do get down to either London or Manchester venues if you want. So, that's Fitzrovia Bell on Tottenham Court Road in uh, London or uh, Bunny Jackson's this week. Not the usual Junior Jacksons, but Bunny Jacksons, which is in the uh, the northern quarter of uh, Manchester, I believe. Um, there's going to be uh, yeah wings and uh, a, a crew led by Dalton will be there uh, for anybody that wants to watch it in in Manchester. Fantastic stuff. So, uh, what's your plan? Are you going to um, try and get a nap in, or are you just not going to bother? Just, you know, just stay up late for this one. Well, there's gate, you know, there's six o'clock slate. I don't think it looks great from no. what I remember, but there's still football, and yeah, I'm not going to try and get a nap like. It just doesn't work that way. Like, if it was a one o'clock game, then yes, by all means, I'd be trying to get some sleep. But because it's 25 past nine, that's kind of my typical bedtime. I'll just ride with it and yeah. nap after the game. Very good. And, and hope there's no overtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully hell there's no overtime. Fantastic stuff. Well, thanks for joining us um, on what has been, yeah, quite a, a meaty show, really. We've talked about uh, that fantastic game against the Steelers and this upcoming uh, absolute barnstormer against the Chiefs. Um, feel free to get in touch if you want. We are built from afar on Twitter, same on Gmail, or I am Charlie underscore sports. He is Tim Road 90. Uh, until next time, go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.